Brett, can we get a Santa laugh? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Followed by my goose. <laughs> my goose honk. <laughs> Welcome to a very special holiday spectacle extravaganza episode of Deja the View. It's that time of year again. Where we all get together and talk about Kevin's least favorite holiday, Christmas. Christmas. Not a fan of Christmas, but I love gathering once a year for some holiday hot goss. I love a Christmas kiki. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we're joined by Brett Ashley. Hi. Hollisley Daddy. That's what they call me on Instagram. <laughs> we watched the Candace Cameron Bray film mm. called Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not to be confused with the 2008 Christmas Town. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. It's not a remake of that. No. no, just the same title. Yeah, made it harder to find a pirated copy. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll dive in. We'll dive into that later. Yeah. But first, I thought it could be fun. To discuss some holiday hot topics. Yeah. Mm. Let's melt the icicles off your porch with some holiday hot topics. Light me up, put me on top. Let's la 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 One of which is about anxiety. <laughs> oh. Around Secret Santa. Because I love great. Apparently, millennials have been reporting that they feel a lot of anxiety around secret santa in the office yeah and the question is does secret santa give you anxiety no no i feel like there are so many bigger things in my day-to-day that give me anxiety that secret santa is like a blip on the radar this is just another like topic to uh, as like a gateway to make fun of millennials. Yes, yeah, totally. Which is honestly getting so outdated. Like yeah. millennials are not even the hot generation anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> boomers still think that millennials yeah. are like the thing to make fun of. But like totally. the generation below us, which is Z, is way more like relevant than millennials yeah. are. But people are so late to the game. Anyways, according to this Daily Mail article... <laughs> So the reason is that millennials say um, playing Secret Santa in the workplace gives them anxiety because they fear of being seen as too stingy and an academic warns. That is that doesn't make any sense, because when you do a Secret Santa, there is a money limit. Yeah. Well, and it's usually like twenty dollars. Yeah, it's usually very low. Well, this says that too many millennials will dip into their savings what? for a secret santa yeah because they're office? scared of being seen as poor it says a study commissioned by job sites said younger workers usually spend more than they can afford on presents for their colleagues and many feel judged for their level of expenditure 26 percent of young wor- workers dip into their savings there's always like a ten dollar limit or something. Yeah, though. it's always like they're very. Yeah. It's like what Whoopi was saying on the View. She was like, "Get one of those fart bags," <laughs> because she couldn't think of the word for Whoopi yeah. cushion. Yeah, but she was like, "Get a gag gift. Get a fart bag." That's all you do is you get a gag it or you yeah. get booze. Everyone gives booze. Yeah, or a candle. That a was candle, Abby's answer. A mug. A mug. 
that was Abby's answer is that booze is always a great gift. And yeah, Whoopi forgot her own name. <laughs> Themes. It's a stressful yeah. time. I think the theme, the theme gift is the, the truth best. about Christmas. It's stressful. My it grandmother's I used to get bronchitis every year when I was a young. <laughs> really? Every year. Every year I'd get bronchitis because of a gift just giving get a fart bag. Cooking and taking <laughs> a what? Look, you know those little fart bags where you the sit down and it goes in. Yes. That's a good one. That's the a great the one. What's that got to do with bronchitis? Fartbag Goldberg. Um, it just says that people often feel angry at the person organizing the secret Santa because they're just scared of people thinking they're poor. I don't like secret Santa. I don't like gift giving. I don't like forced fun. I don't, I don't, yeah. You know what I like, though? I like those, it's not secret Santa, it's the other one where like yep. everyone buys Yankee a gift. Swap. Yeah, There's so for many no different reason. names for it. <laughs> and then everyone fights over the gift. That the one good I one. love yeah. because when you get a secret Santa, you can't like show disappointment or yeah. you can't show envy. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of the Yankee swap is to be very transparent about yeah. your feelings about the gifts. Yeah. That I thrive on. I think I would prefer Yankee swap to a secret Santa. Do people yeah. even do secret Santa anymore? Like, I don't think I've been asked to do a secret Santa in years. I've been asked to do a Yankee swap every I holiday. haven't been asked to do a secret Santa in a while, but I know that they're happening out there. And I think that that says mm-hmm. something more about me and how people perceive my mm-hmm thoughts on a secret our Santa. vibes yeah. our vibes are not secret santa they're <laughs> exactly. yeah. yankee it's very swap. yankee swap vibe <laughs> the, here, whole, yeah. the wholesomeness of it all just makes yeah. me feel sick that part like that the gift giving part of the christmas party holiday party is not what gives me anxiety the anxiety i get is the morning after yeah. the holiday party wondering when what you find lines i cross yeah yeah like what yeah. lines have i crossed what boss have With- i revealed too much to yeah you're like was everyone on the same level or was i peaking yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> did yeah. we well i mean pc culture it's ruining christmas there okay. is a war on christmas well that came up when they were talking about it on the view i think it was abby who brought up being like oh some people don't like holiday parties anymore oh okay mm. because they're afraid that like someone will go to hr and then Whoopi made a good point and was like just be aware of how much you're drinking and then yeah. nobody you will go to, to HR. Yeah. yeah. Just don't be cousin Shelly at the Anna Nicole Christmas yeah. special. <laughs> when she lifts her shirt yeah. and ends up in the pool. That is something that I do like to revisit every Christmas. Me too. Yeah. It's yeah. a classic. The Anna Those, Nicole Christmas. Just the, I, I love how quirky Christmas specials can be. Like yeah. Pee Wee's Christmas special is like a star studded event with a lot of weird tones in it. Yeah. Like, I love Christmas that specials. That one I'm yet to see, but I'm interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another holiday hot topic. Is they, there was a lot of talk about porch pirates, which mm. had you ever heard that term before? No. No, I've heard and of when butt pirates. Joy was like, what, they're, what they call porch pi- pirates, and I was like, who's they? <laughs> Millennials. <No. laughs> um... A porch pirate is someone who steals a package that was delivered to someone else's house. Mm -hmm. So if you see an Amazon package, you steal it. Yeah. Um, And apparently it's like a real issue in like (laughs) this. I'm going to say everywhere, but like I found a lot of local news stories about porch pirates in the States. There was a porch, and we weren't calling it this. We were calling it something else, which I'll get to. There was a porch (laughs) pirate in the building that I used to live in. But the porch pirate also um, doubled as 
a hallway pooper. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So they were defecating in the hallways of the building, but also stealing people's packages. And then I moved out unrelated. <laughs> I moved out about a month after this kicked off. So I don't know how and that suddenly ended. The it all stopped. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it does affect people in Canada too. Okay. Um, the reason this became a hot topic is because a woman in Colorado started faking people out by stuffing Amazon boxes with kitty litter and garbage. And <laughs> then when it got stolen, the person would discover mm -hmm. they stole garbage. I'm sorry. They showed that woman and they showed what she put in those boxes. And I thought, this is a sad woman. It looks <laughs> like kitty litter hoarders. And a thousand cigarette butts that were wet. <laughs> Yeah. For some reason, we're and, wet. An empty Diet 7-Up <laughs> 2-liter bottles. A Crystal Pepsi bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Which Abby Huntsman's take on that whole situation is that's great because it's like a service to take out your garbage for <laughs> you. Garbage removal service. And I would so give up a package for this service. Yeah. Because on Sundays in New York, we don't have a, a dormant. Like, we actually take out our garbage mm -hmm. ourselves. We need to tie up the boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would do exactly what this woman's doing and it's have just excellent. a free garbage delivery service. Yeah. Thinking they're going to get gold. You still have to tape up the Amazon box full of kitty litter and cigarette butts and take it to the side of the street. Mm -hmm. Well, also, can we talk about how she was saying that, like, oh, it's such a, you know, in my building, we still have to put our own <laughs> garbage out. I was like, okay, happy. <laughs> <laughs> the people's princess. Yeah. So I googled porch pirates and I found like just endless local Porn. news stories about yeah. this. <laughs> um including a service where someone has called porch pirates where you can buy like a lockbox for your packages. Okay. And there's like a news story about that. But then I also found this news story about a local hero also a mom from Cal Colorado. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So I would say that's where it's really running rampant. Yeah. <laughs> and this is her story. Yeah. Renee Abeda isn't normally a runner. No, <laughs> no, I'm retired and I just do a lot of stuff around the house and I'm busy. She was definitely busy that day last week. Just getting stuff ready for Christmas and I saw something out the window. Her front door wide open, a woman lingering on her porch. On the Ring doorbell video, the woman seemed to be in no big hurry. She just sat there for a while, and then she got on her knees like she was fixing her hair. And all of a sudden, she made her move and grabbed it and took off. What happened next surprised even Renee. What's your name? Did you just steal something? Give it. I'm going to f***ing call the police. I've got you on camera, Give me the f***ing thing. Now. You're on tape, and you're in trouble. Now give it to me. Throw it down. And finally, the thief runs out of gas. So that was a story from <laughs> last Christmas that went viral, but I'm just seeing it for the first time, of Renee's heroic journey to save her crockpot carrier. Yeah. I remember Renee. She describes, oh it's a, a bag for you to put your <laughs> crockpot in and carry it from one place to another. That's what she... Put her life on the line. <laughs> it's like a nylon bag. A crockpot goes in it so you can carry it to somebody's house. Give it. And then after the fact, I was like, geez, I did all this for that. <laughs> I feel like I will never stop laughing about this. It's like, it's my whole body is shaking. <laughs> it's a reusable bag. And they show, they show her living room and her Christmas 
tree. And it's just like just the, a, it's the tree that I grew up with where like there's the flashing lights but only the bottom string because there weren't like enough to do the whole tree. Yeah. She's like, do I regret it? Yeah, kind of. I, re- I regret the language I use. And she's like, you know what? It, I'm pretty lucky it didn't go south. Oh, I could have gone south. I could have gone south. <laughs> She was using oh. the tone of voice that you use when your dog has like a piece of something garbage in its mouth and you're like, drop it. Oh. <laughs> drop it. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, Porch she Pirates. She's going, I got you on camera. <laughs> and there's actually like endless like videos, local news oh videos about things like this. So it's a real issue. Yeah. I also saw this really sad thing about how like 99% of Amazon return packages just go to a landfill and it's like so bad for the environment. That's really, yeah. I mean, Amazon is pretty, a pretty bad company, but they do have great customer service. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I ordered a pair of boots recently though, and they came and like the box was like torn apart and the boots were like clearly, clearly someone had tried them on and returned them. So I feel good knowing that those didn't end up in a landfill. They ended up in my house and then I returned them because I was like, I'm not keeping this garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to say on the view when they were having this conversation, Anna was like, well, you know, I'm in the midst of a supposed to be nine month renovation turned 18 months. So if someone takes a package off of my doorstep, there's a big chance that there's somebody in it. <laughs> oh, there's someone's body part. Yeah. In it. yeah. I'm on month 19 of what was supposed to be an eight month oh, remodel. Oh, I know. So if you pick up a package from my house, there might be pieces of somebody in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Her humor has taken such a dark turn and maybe it is because of renovation probably renovations are terrible (laughs) she's tired okay well speaking of dark sense of humor and and hot topic speaking of pirates (laughs) we had to pirate something (laughs) to ensure that we weren't giving the hallmark company any money it is Candace Cameron Bure season, and that also means that it is full-on Candace Cameron Bure press tour season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. And what a day to be sitting down together recording this episode about a Hallmark movie. On the day that Hallmark is taking all of the heat yeah. from the internet yep. about their recent decision to pull an advertisement uh-huh. that had a same-sex couple in it. What a moment. <laughs> What a perfect day. There was an ad on the Hallmark For network. Zola. Yeah, which I don't really is know that a what date? that is. What is it's, it? I think, it a, uh, I think it's a company that you can build a website on. Because in the advertisement that got pulled, it's a lesbian wedding. Uh-huh. And they're like, if only we had a, a website where we could have better planned our wedding. Like something, it's along okay. the lines of that. I guess the organization One Million Moms, which they are a organization that... Their mission statement is to like rid the world of filth. Yeah. So right. they are. <laughs> and they collected, it was like a little over 25,000 25, uh, signatures, which in the grand scheme of online petitions is not that many. No, I think we could get that. Like the tomorrow. Anne with an E, bring back Anne with an E petition has like 50,000. Yeah. So this one had like a, a, an over 25,000 and it was to pull the ad and Hallmark yeah. said, okay, we're pulling the ad. Well, well, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say Zola is specifically for weddings. 
too. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, so they are they like help you organize your wedding and plan your wedding. But Hallmark decided um, because of all of the backlash to this gay ass commercial to pull the advertisement and their spokesperson I'm paraphrasing but basically they said like there was too much drama around it so we just decided to pull the commercial because and that way like the drama would it go away, go away. right which so is so the opposite <laughs> of what happened of how these things work yeah. because as soon as yeah. people see that Hallmark has pulled the gay advertisement that's creating so much drama it's the most drama you could create they never in a million years expected ellen sitting next to george bush degeneres to call them out on twitter and now they're scared it says the hallmark brand is never going to be divisive we don't want to generate controversy we've tried very hard to stay out of it we just felt it was in the best interest of the brand to pull them and not to continue to generate controversy Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, you <laughs> fucked you up. Done. You've gone and done it now. So the internet, we are currently in peak like internet backlash. So all right day now, people yeah. have been yeah, tweeting about it. I mean, by the time people are hearing this, there might be a resolution. Yeah. I'm interested to see if... Like, because Abby, I saw Abby tweeted about it. Yeah, Abby said lesbian rights. Yeah. And so I'm interested oh. to see if this comes up on The View and if they'll talk about they have to. I think it will, but I don't think they'll, there's no need for them to talk about oh. Candace. Candace. There's just no reason for them to bother. Unless she calls in to the control room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Candace is going to get a pie in the face soon. <laughs> she's going to get Anita yeah. Bryant in. Yeah. She's also like the spokesperson, uh, a brand ambassador for the Salvation Army, mm. which also has like a very um, not great past with LGBT people. Mm. Terrible past. And here she is out, like, um, trying to sell her new Hallmark movie and also promote the Salvation Army. When she in the movie. In the movie. In the yeah. movie, but yeah. also when she was on the Kelly Clarkson show recently with JoJo Siwa. <laughs> She brought along with her the Salvation Army official choir. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, like, seeing Candace and Jojo Siwa together, I only just very recently, like, realized that Jojo Siwa is a real person and not a character. Right. Um, you thought it was, like, Miranda Sings? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yep. Um... <laughs> So that in itself is iconic, uh-huh. but also to see the Salvation Army choir. Imagine a choir with no gay people in it. <laughs> Difficult. And makes the nation's So that's Candace. She's um bringing along the choir and so hanging out with JoJo Siwa and Cameron is dipping and Cameron. doing it. <laughs> Here we go. Marty calling her Cameron. It's the official start of us calling her yeah. Cameron. My like um, desperate need for drama at all times <laughs> makes me like so invested in this Hallmark controversy. Mm-hmm. But I, when I put on my like logical brain, I know that like nothing's gonna happen. Like yeah. Hallmark is maybe gonna issue an apology or just say nothing. Um, Candace is definitely going to say absolutely nothing on this and she'll just hide. It's the same way that they dealt with the Lori Loughlin thing where Candace just kind of did, will not talk about it. Exactly. That's what happens. Gets by and it's, it's totally fine. It'll just blow over. But 
um, the part of me that just like loves drama makes me also think like Debbie Matinopoulos, the host of the oh Hallmark show, is she now dragged into this? Spokesperson. That's another place where Candace has been almost every other day <laughs> a guest on the show promoting the Salvation and Army answering and the tough questions like <laughs> yeah. eggnog or hot chocolate bringing Chick-fil-A for everyone on set <laughs> which brings me to my game oh god, oh god. <laughs> which is the worst game that I've ever thought of oh no I thought with Candace being put on the spot so much lately and having to answer these difficult questions uh-huh. like which do you prefer, red or green? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I saw her, she did that on the Hallmark channel, but then I've also seen her on a Yahoo like internet video. Yahoo? Yes, where they asked her like this very similar questions uh-huh. like if you had to choose like little marshmallows or big marshmallows, oh what would you choose? And Candace having to you know, You're like, oh, I love both. Vanilla or French <laughs> vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Vanilla, because I'm an American. Caramel or English toffee. Oh. <laughs> Which is what my game is about. It's called, What Did Candace Choose? No. Oh this is going to be so hard. And you are going to have to guess what Candace chose. Okay. I can do this. Cat. Well, I, I can't, but I'll try. <laughs> Okay, so if Candace had to choose between peppermint or gingerbread, what would she choose? Gingerbread. Yes. Oh, I need both. Oh, gingerbread. Yeah, I felt it. I could feel peppermint the gingerbread. Peppermint is so spicy. <laughs> yeah, it's too it's too risque for her. And it's like heart crunchy. It oof, could break oof. her crown. <laughs> and in the movie that we watched, she loves the gingerbread. Yeah. Okay, what about big city or small town? Big small city. town. Whoa. And what makes you say that, Marie? Because... Um, There's gay people in big city. No, I think that she's like, I'm a, I'm a city girl. I had to get out of my small town. Because like in real life, she like became an actress. You're so right. Like, she chose city. She's a city girl with small town values. I'm a big city girl. Yeah. I mean, I was like born and raised in LA, but it's kind of, I don't know. Well, it's nice you get a little of both with I, the movies. I, I do, I get a little yeah. bit of both. I just, I need the hubbub. But oh. you know what is so wonderful about you? You have small town values. Who isn't? Okay. So that's how I describe my, that's my Tinder profile. <laughs> big city girl oh, with small, small town, town values. <laughs> um, okay, Rudolph or Frosty? Frosty, because I think it's less controversial. Because he's white. Yeah. I think Rudolph, because there, you could, if you're a religious person, I think you could take a, re- you could put something religious into Rudolph being like the little baby who leads the way. It's Rudolph. I pick Rudolph. I just like his little red nose. Wow! I would have thought she would have, like, thought he was a demon. Rejected the Santa <laughs> Damon, story. Demon nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Red or green? Red. I remember this one. It's green, even though she looks so, so good, good in red. red. Oh, no. <laughs> Christmas is red and green, so which is it, red or green? Green's my favorite color. Oh, so that I was not green. that tough. That green, was easy. Green, green. Okay. Yeah, I would not have, yes. I wouldn't have pegged you for a green I would have gone red, That's but that, there color. you go. Red looks so good on you. Well, thanks. Last one. Which Christmas villain does she prefer, Scrooge or the Grinch? 
Scrooge because she likes money. <laughs> I think the Grinch because it's more like playful and less serious. Are you crazy? It's neither. She doesn't believe in Christmas villains. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god. I don't like Christmas villains. I'm the queen of Christmas. I want it Christmas all the time and I want it happy. So bah humbug to both Scrooge and the Grinch. Heaven. I should have thought of C as the answer. Heaven. Neither. <laughs> oh, she's the worst. <laughs> that was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was. It was be. fun. I was and nervous. It was difficult. Yeah, it was. A ch- that was challenging. Yeah. There's one that I didn't say that's like large or mini marshmallows, and she was like, oh, "Well." If they're mini, I'll just put them right in the in the hot chocolate. But I just love to snack on the big ones. Oh my gosh! They're so fluffy. I love marshmallows. Um. So in my hot cocoa, here's the reality. I'll put the minis in the hot cocoa. It's in the mug. It's fine. I really just want to eat the big ones, though, and I do. So I will sip with the minis while I snack on the big ones. Look at yours. Well, she talked about it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. So now that we have Candace's holiday preferences on lock, Mm -hmm. we've dragged the Salvation Army. We've dragged Hallmark. It's time that we (laughs) delve into her latest Hallmark film, Christmas Town. We all just sat down to watch it together. We didn't pay for it. Absolutely don't, not. Don't worry. It's we, on YouTube if you want yeah. if you want to watch it. If you want a holiday pirate it. It is on YouTube. But it seems like now is a better time than any for us to be doing this episode to save you from having to watch it. Yeah. And it, it's very easy if you do want to find it. You just have to write Christmas Town <laughs> into the YouTube search. And for some reason, it's... the easiest illegal movie to find they want you to find it (laughs) yeah hallmark's getting paid for the ads that come on every seven (laughs) minutes on youtube so christmas town to remind everyone it's about lauren gabriel who leaves everything behind in boston to embark on a new chapter in her life and career but an unforeseen detour to the charming town of grandin falls has her discover unexpected new chapters of the heart and of family (laughs) helping her to embrace once again the magic of christmas and it stars candace cameron bure of course and tim rosen who's an actor from schitt's creek schitt's creek fame what was his name mud mutt mutt yeah and he's canadian um and the movie is shot in british columbia I read it in Burnaby, I guess. Near Burnaby, yeah. Because Marie found and White Rock, yeah. right? Well, it, like, I read Rock. White Rock, but are they close? Are they cl- no. is that close to Burnaby? Not that close. I don't. Maybe think. they maybe they shot different things because the yeah. person who wrote the uh, Good Housekeeping article, who was in the the ending scene with the tree, said that they were shooting on a lot mm. in Burnaby. So I bet you the lot was in Burnaby and any exteriors that they needed small yeah. town look was White Rock. Because White Rock yeah. is like small town at the water look. And it's very beautiful and very, yeah, I think it's pretty rich. Very Christmas town. And there's a surprising amount of behind the scenes content available about mm-hmm. this movie. Like Marie found an article that someone who was an extra wrote about their entire experience. They yeah. shot this movie in May 
it had a very fast turnaround because it came out for in time for American Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Candace, I guess like her billing is getting mm. shifted away from Christmas because her movie premiered in Thanksgiving. You'd think that they would save Candace for prime yeah. spot close right. to Christmas during the countdown for Christmas. She's still hosting. But, but I um, think that they were like... Cause making people, way for Dolly Parton maybe? Well, and Kristen uh, Chenoweth? I think that Kristen people Chenoweth. who who watch the Hallmark channel like religiously, I think that they get horny for Christmas as soon as, as October soon as Thanksgiving ends. Is done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they totally. like as soon as November hit, they were like, give me Candace. So to have to wait till the end of November was like a lot for them. And this movie is airing literally every other day on the Hallmark. Channel. <laughs> I looked, it was like the next airing is Wednesday afternoon at 2 PM. So it's like, yeah. she's <laughs> still present. But I guess one of the challenges with filming in May, according to this expert, extra who was on a film set for the first time she said it takes a toll on you to film in this heat not only are you sweating but you have to act cold which takes another element of your energy to pretend that you're shivering instead of just naturally shivering so it's very difficult and then she was also talking about the observing the crew putting so much time and effort into making it look like winter Mm -hmm. um this this really got me. She said, as I weave through the cables, cords, and cameras, I catch an interesting, unexpected whiff of fish. <laughs> That's the snow, the director confirms. While they normally use snow blankets and ice shavings from the local ice rinks to get an authentic look, the unusually high temperatures force the crew to settle for ice from Vancouver's fish market oh my god which had a slight pinkish color and fishy scent oh my god and if you've ever walked through kensington market on a hot summer day that is not a good smell (laughs) so um yeah so that's just to set the scene for everyone that's what we're working with fishy (laughs) snow fishy christmas in a beautiful vancouver community a vancouver adjacent community So the film begins. Yeah, shall we get right into it? (laughs) We open on Candace and her friend as Candace prepares to move away from her life and start a new life. In Springfield. (laughs) (laughs) The part, the line that killed me in the opening. So she's like getting ready and she's like, yeah, I'm leaving town. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, I can't wait to start my teaching job in Springfield because there are no opportunities here in Boston. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so she packs up her shit and her and, cat. And her hashtag dad letters. And her angel. Yeah. Yeah. So, Key plot point. Yeah. So I guess there's, she took like two suitcases with her. Um, her cat named Sassy, who looks like the cat from Homeward Bound and mm. is yeah. named Sassy. And um, important to note, she brings with her this angel wing that she has that she's obsessed with she always is pulling it out and caressing it and you know getting off on it and then this stack of dad letters yeah dad letters because she has all of these letters that her father who you can assume right away is dead uh-huh. because it is mm. a Hallmark movie is a movie about yeah. family. And anytime it's yeah. a movie about family, someone Someone's is dead. dead. They're dead. Um, dad's dead. He's dead. And she's dad's dead. Dad's dead. <laughs> he's fine. He sends his love. <laughs> <laughs> just 
personal Roseanne, sorry. And she sets off for a new life. Yeah. So on the way to the train station, when she's talking with her friend before, she's like, yeah, I haven't told my boyfriend, Eric, like he he's in London. He's busy, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. it's it's pretty much over. Like I'm just moving. Who cares? But I wrote him a letter. I wrote him a letter. Because I'm so obsessed with letters. She loves yeah. letters. There's nothing that she loves more than letters and this Christmas wing. Yeah. So she, on the way to the train, stops at his house. They don't live together, even though they're like well into their late 30s. Mm. Um and puts a, a letter in his mailbox and then he comes out of the house because she he's like there's a porch pirate here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like drop it drop it right now and she's like no 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 it's just me it's just and me he's like, put the oh, gun sorry. down <laughs> sorry i didn't tell you that i came back how'd you know i came back early and like, she's like what well, the I... fuck state is your relationship in that your boyfriend comes back from London and doesn't tell you. And he's like, you know me, I had to take my nap first. A very bad one. Well, it's a it's, bad state <laughs> of affairs that your it's boyfriend. Bad. It's bad. And that's why she's, le- she wrote him a letter to break up with To him. leave him. And she's out of there. And he, he's okay, like, <laughs> he turns to her and she's like, I got, I'm leaving. And he's like, don't tell me you're about to do something rash. <laughs> and then she's like, yes, I got a job in Boston and I'm leaving. And he goes, in Springfield. Oh, that's rash. And she goes, if you'd been paying attention, you'd know it wasn't a rash. <laughs> when was the last time people used it's the a term birth rash? Mark. <laughs> I just see like clueless in my head. Like it seems like a long time that's ago. That's a really big rash, Lauren. That's a if rash. If you were paying attention, you'd know it's not a rash. I was born with it. <laughs> She gets so on a train. She gets on a train. Okay, and this was the most triggering part of the movie for me. Because the conductor... <laughs> first of all, the train is decorated to the nines in Christmas. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's like happen. the Polar Express. It's the Polar Express. And then, you know that Hallmark probably just like has a train set. Yeah. That yeah. They yes. load they into an 18-wheeler yes. and they drive it around Western Canada yeah. Yeah. to where wherever the next movie is because there's probably a train, a Christmas train. Because you have to fly a train. Yeah. You have to yeah. fly a train. And then the like, the conductor yeah. or worker man comes Puts around. Puts his hands off the wheels and decides to walk about the train. And it's, go it's... and tell everyone personally that we're going to have to stop in Christmas town. What's it called? Something Falls. Grandin, Grandin Falls. Falls. I don't know how I couldn't remember that because they say it a thousand times in the movie. Yeah. Little River Falls. <laughs> and little insight tidbit yeah. is that in college, Marie had we had to write a show and yeah. Marie's was set in Little River Falls, which is like an inside joke between us because we were like, what's the dumbest? Well, it's name? because And it sounds like Marie's It sounds hometown. like where I'm actually from. Yeah. Which sounds more like Grandin Falls than Little River Falls. It's just, what is the actual name of the town? Grand Falls. <laughs> and I swear, there are times in this movie, the, the, male, the male love interest, who we'll get to... Every time he said the name or the name of the town, he said Grand Falls. Yeah, yeah, Little River anyway, Grand Falls. And I know a girl named Lauren Gabriel. So I was oh, like, wow. did I write this movie? Maybe. No, Maybe because so. if I had written it, there would have been more lesbians. A plot. In it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of lesbianism <laughs> okay, in this movie. So, <laughs> She's so stuck he, on the train. They tell her that yeah. they're going to be oh, stuck. Yeah. We can go to the next place. And let me tell you, as someone like, who has been have... stuck on a train before. Uh-huh. One time on a Via Rail train from Windsor to Toronto, they stopped us on the train, and I was stuck on a train for 11 hours. It, 
And let me tell you, the passengers don't remain calm. No. They don't get off at the next town. They don't let you off the next town. You run out of food. You run out of drink. (laughs) People start protesting. It's the people versus the train people. It gets wild. You would have loved to spend the night in Grandin Falls. I it wish sounds... they pulled over and told us we were going to Grandin Falls and not stuck on a train for yeah. 11 hours. It sounds like you've really been via railed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can- anyways, Candace is told by the conductor of the train personally that she has personally. to get off the train and she's going to have to stay in Grandin Falls, which happens to be Christmastown. Yeah. And she gets off the train and she goes to live her new life in Grandin Falls. She's fine with it. Here is something that is very inconsistent from the first 15 minutes of the movie to the rest of the movie, okay? Huge blind spot. (laughs) When Candace gets, well, when Lauren gets to Grandin Falls, she's very like, like huffy and puffy and, and snooty and entitled. And she's like, "How dare they make me spend the night here?" And she's got all her bags and her ca- and her cat bag. It's like it looks like sorry, a, she has a Burberry like a cat yeah, bag. <laughs> the bag is Burberry. This is a substitute it's teacher. It's definitely her personal yes. bag. Yes, like yeah. you know how in a shoe addict's Christmas they were, all her, they were shoes. her real yes. shoes. It's her own. It's my very own Louis Vuitton cat <laughs> carrier. It's that. So she, she gets off. in and out of the real yeah. Candace <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So she gets out and she's huffing and puffing and so upset and entitled and looks over and there's like a sign outside the train station that says taxi and there's a man standing beneath the sign and she goes, you there, take me to town. <laughs> Oi, mister. Oi, mister, <laughs> take me to town. And it's like so prissy and entitled and it's like they created that character so that that meeting worked and then throughout the rest of the movie she's like the nicest kindest None of it makes sense. selfless person you never yeah. see that side of her no, ever again ever again yeah so she starts out a real bitch <laughs> but that's how we meet um Trevor? T- Trevor. Travis. 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 His name Sorry, is Travis. Travis. So the love interest is Travis. Yeah. She meets him. She mistakes him for a taxi driver and yeah. she makes him drive her to the hotel she's supposed to be staying at. And it works because the local taxi driver is already eating dinner and in for the night. Yeah. And it must be 3 yeah. p.m. because the sun is still out and it's winter. It and immediately he- seems like, like right off the bat, it feels like there's already a scheme in place mm-hmm. to get Candace to never leave this town. Look, I yeah. think it's a cursed town. We're in Christmas town. Yeah. I'll give it into my theories about the whole thing at the end of it. Okay. But yeah. Well, it what, is, what happens okay, next? Well, so he's like, oh, okay. Like a bossy woman. Okay. But then it's like, okay, there's a gag where she realizes, oh my God, you're not the taxi driver. Right. Whatever. He drives her to town anyway, and he's like, bad news, there's no rooms at that inn, so, like, I don't know where you're supposed and to I've stay. Know, and I've secretly known this the whole time, yeah. and you're never getting out of this place. And yeah. and she believes him. She yeah. just said, takes his word and goes, okay, stranger, I just met. I believe you. I'm not even going to go check the inn She's for like, rooms. Typical. <laughs> oh, we have to say quickly, because the whole other town burned down in a fire, and everyone's staying at the oh, inn. Oh, yeah. Right, that <laughs> explains key. it. Because I didn't the understand. Other town is I was like, hell. Mm-hmm. There's a neighboring they... town called uh, Rockland, Hell Town, and it burnt yeah. the whole town 
burnt down because they were Even sinners. Though it's the dead of winter and yeah. um, that like it's a magical Christmas town. Yeah. Someone burnt it to the ground. So everyone is staying at the inn. That explains why she can't get a room. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have an idea. Takes her to like a pawn shop, yeah. I guess. It's like What's a old weird, is new coll- again. yeah, collectible pawn shop place. Yeah. And goes and is like, I know the man who owns it was just renovating his attic to be like a, an apartment. It's not done yet, but like maybe you can stay there. And she goes with it. <laughs> and she settles in for the night with Sassy. With Sassy. In, in, it's an attic, a dark attic. Um, there's a bed. There's beams from a wall there's that beams. doesn't exist. <laughs> there's a bed with a stripped mattress. There is no washroom. There is no ensuite bathroom. Yeah. And she settles in with Sassy for the night and goes, oh, much better than a hotel. That's yeah. the magic that Christmas Town pulls over yes. your eyes. And this is when her character just, and this is the character that she will remain for the rest of the movie, mm. is this googly eyed, smiley lady. Bug eyed. It's just, yes, so happy with no matter yeah. what happens. I want to go to Christmas Town. Yeah, and she's so pleased. And she yeah. settles in and she reads some more of her dad letters. Yeah. Oh, dad letters. She's so high so they, on Christmas Town. <laughs> so the thing with the dad letters is that her dad wrote letters for her for like milestone birthdays. So it's like her sweet 16, her 18th birthday, she's finally a woman, her 21st birthday, that type of thing. Yeah, you got your period. So she's rereading them <laughs> to herself. And to the and, cat. But there's no explanation of like, is she doing this because she's in crisis mode and is trying to recenter herself by reading things that remind her of who she is and who she's always been? Or does she just always read these letters every night? Never I explained. think for her, it's on par with like flipping through a porn every I think, night. No, I think she's having a manic episode. I yeah. think she is Taylor from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in that meme that's gone viral. I think yeah. she's losing her mind because a lot of things happen in this movie that a sane person would not do within yeah. two weeks. But yeah. we'll get to them. Yeah. So the next morning, she... Okay, the thing you need to understand about this movie is like it's a tight one hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. But with everything that happens, it really should have been like two hours because it feels like a lot of like like explainer scenes are cut out. So suddenly she's staying for a little for a little while. She's very she's enchanted. Yeah. By the atmosphere. Well, the big thing is that we haven't talked about yet is that she goes to the Christmas cafe where she sees a photo of her father on the wall who was a traveling salesman. It's like a 25 year old photo. And that's also when we first meet Aunt Zelda. And if it seems like we just like threw that on you, like, oh, yeah, by the way, her dad's picture is in this cafe. That's because that's what the movie does. No, they threw it on us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a... uh, destiny yeah moment where she goes to visit this cafe um she sees her father and also she immediately has a rapport with the owner of the cafe who is aunt zelda from sabrina the teenage witch betty yeah Yeah. betty and uh it's not long after that that she just starts volunteering at the cafe no all of a sudden it's a busy day and she just starts bussing tables for Betty after meeting her once and Betty's like oh you better put on an apron and yeah and (laughs) come upstairs and fuck me in the ass sometimes why don't you come up and (laughs) 
bake some cookies sometime. Oh, that's a key. Yeah, the okay. cookies are key. Because, okay, there's a line where Betty offers um, uh, Cameron <laughs> a cookie. Candress. Candress. Yeah. A cookie. And then she goes, oh, yeah. she's about to take out her wallet. Like, how much do I owe you? And Betty's like, no, no, no. I always give the first one for free. That's how yeah. I get people to come back. And She's a pusher. Yeah. When Nudger. Travis first brings Lauren, a.k.a. Candace, to the town, he's like, there's the Christmas cafe. Watch out for Betty's cookies. They'll get you. Mm-hmm. So there's like, throughout the movie, there's a subplot of Betty's cookies that yeah. it, it, it just is it comes at you non-stop. They yeah. will not stop talking about these cookies. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. So she's working at the cafe all of a sudden for free inter- Pro bono. interning at the yeah. cafe. Yeah. <laughs> she's instantly best friends with Betty, the owner of the cafe, yep. who's pushing cookies on everyone. On yeah. everyone. She's um, a pusher. I feel like now is the time to introduce Dylan. Yes. Yeah, we did, we forgot to introduce him because yeah. he he's right. already given away a jacket. And this happens, yeah, this happens while she's at the cafe working her shifts yes. for free, for so, cookies. So uh, we meet, we discover that Dylan is a child in the care of Travis, mm-hmm. her love interest, and she's very enchanted by how adorable their relationship uh-huh. is. And she's like, is this your son? And he's like, no, I'm fostering him. Yeah. He's my foster child. Yeah. He's been through shit. I don't know how like, to open my mouth. Yeah, it seems like his mouth was so dry throughout yeah. the whole filming. Well, they were shooting in BC in the summer. <laughs> yeah. And it was hot. They he he only drinks ice cold water and they only had fish ice to put in his drink. He was drinking fish water. Yeah. Yeah. Um so she's Im- immediately enchanted by their relationship uh-huh. um dylan isn't wearing a jacket when they meet because he's such a good kid that he's given his jacket to one of the kids that was from firetown yeah that needed it and this happens a lot yeah he he's keeps giving always away his giving and, like coats are expensive <laughs> all i kept thinking was like okay cool kid yeah. i'm buying you a hundred dollar coat yeah. and you just keep giving it's them like away. a it's a running theme of like even though he has nothing. He gives away yes. everything. everything. But it's like, he clearly is not, like everyone is like uh, coddling him mm-hmm. and being like, he's such a perfect little angel. No, the there's, whole, no, no. There's literally a scene in the cafe where Candace is talking to Dylan and he's explaining why he gave his his coat away again. Mm-hmm. She goes, "Oh, it's because you know what it means to lose everything." <laughs> and yeah. it just it's co- comes out like, of nowhere. Yo. Yeah. And she's like, "I do too." Yeah. Yes, because there's some there's a secret coming. Those guys from Rockland, they need a lot more stuff. I wish I could find them a bunch of clothes. Because you know what it's like to lose everything, don't you? I do too. You do? I was a foster kid, too. Like me? Just like you. Welcome to the club. Also, in that same convo, uh because the cookies are something that gets pushed on everyone constantly, she gives them a cookie, but she takes it from a basket with tongs, (laughs) and just the way that she hands them the cookie, it's so... 
There's just something so like mechanical about like she taking the giant tongs. And the only over. time she's operated tongs is when she's posing for a Thanksgiving food yeah. shelter. Posing for a photo for People magazine. And the cookies look disgusting. (laughs) Anyways, sorry, back to like the point of the movie. Well, okay, so we meet Dylan and then we also meet Gloria. (gasps) Gloria is a key figure. Betty's quote unquote silent partner. We know what that means. We all know what that means. Gloria is a teacher at the high school and she's been there for like 30 years and she also is just like a coo- she's kind of like the kooky character. She's a wild character. Yeah. She's the character like you know how there's always like the rich aunt. Yeah. You know there's there's someone who has to have the money that can fund things for yeah. things to move forward and us to still believe it whereas yeah. Betty is like oh her business is kind of struggling but yeah. she gets by by being a pusher <laughs> and doing favors for people. And for anyone questioning Hallmark's lack of represent LGBT <laughs> representation this is their answer yeah and it's uh betty and gloria gloria. yeah gloria gloria it's don't ask don't tell don't but tell. you know what it is yeah. it's exactly the couple that my parents used to go skiing with that we just never asked questions they were best friends and they were very close and they loved to ski together they were roommates let me just say gloria's eaten more than buddy's cookies oh so gloria goes to the like pawn shop and the the man who owns it who also owns the attic that um, Candace is staying in. He does these like five dollar surprise bag type things right. where he puts in like a bunch of random junk from his store and it's five dollars. So Gloria buys one of these surprise boxes, boxes and for Betty and takes it to the cafe. Yeah, she and, did. <laughs> yeah, she gives her a box. They go out back. They go out to the back alley. <laughs> and they open up the box, and what's inside? But a an angel that goes at the top of your Christmas tree, but it's missing a wing. And they look at it and they're like, oh, it's almost pretty. (laughs) It's almost pretty. Yeah. And they're like, oh, too bad. It's wing is broken. They're really spelling it out for you. They're saying, remember how every night before Candace goes to bed, she rubs her angel wing while reading her daddy's letters. Mm -hmm. Because her dad broke that wing and then died shortly afterwards yeah. when yeah. he was putting the angel on the tree we had a flashback to him putting the angel on the wing breaking the light not working anymore and then he did yeah, yeah. there's like a little exposition so. where he sent the angel out for repairs and then they just like never picked yeah. it up so they are teasing us with this and letting us know soon this is gonna somehow yeah. she's gonna yeah. find this garbage angel yeah so they take it out back which really is a metaphor they put for it, all of us <laughs> they put this box with the angel in it on the trash and guess who finds it yeah little baby dylan yeah so later on him and travis are out back there for some in the alley <laughs> in the alley together and Dylan's like, what's this? And he's like, oh, my God, I love this angel. Like, I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And Travis is like, that's fine. Because he's not afraid of Dylan sh- having, like, a feminine side. Because yeah. gay people just don't exist here. They so don't exist no in Christmas chance- Town. How yeah. could they? <laughs> there's no chance that it could mean that he's gay. Yeah. And it, she's almost pretty. So <laughs> we, all, almost pretty. we love this angel because she's almost pretty. Yeah. Okay. So to recap. Yeah. Candace has moved to a new town. She's immediately integrated into the 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 community. Yeah. She's working at the cafe for free. 
She's smiling at everything and everyone. Maniacally. Maniacally. (laughs) She's already obsessed with this little boy. She has a new love interest. She's hanging out with Travis, who doesn't ever open his mouth. And Dylan secretly has the angel that Candace has the wing for. And Dylan secretly has a plan. Yeah, he's got a plan. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. So like, He's a man with a plan. It seems like potentially this movie is low-key about how a little boy manipulated everyone (laughs) around him to get adopted. Have you ever seen the movie The Orphan? When they find out... (laughs) That Esther is actually like a 40-year-old prostitute. Oh, my God. It's, okay, well, It's very that, so that's where we are yeah. now. So what they uncover, what, what Candace re- Candace's character reveals in conversations with Betty and with Travis is that she was a foster kid. When mm-hmm. her dad died when she was right. six, that's she went into key. the foster system and was there for her, her whole life until she became an adult. So that's get, that gets revealed to us. At this point, it seems like everything's really working out. She's been there for a long time. And she's starting to question. Well, she's been there for like a week. Sh- yeah. Should I even? Yeah, definitely only In a week. In her mind, yeah. it's, it's like a very long because time. Because this person yeah. is unstable. Yeah. She's making a lot of life decisions yeah. very quickly in this new place. And, and it's not and, okay. And everyone is just saying yes to her and yeah. everything she does. No one is questioning the fact that this random woman has just come into their town and taken it by storm. However, she's starting to question... Should I even go to Springfield? Yeah. I'm so... I get everything I want here. Why am I even going to Springfield? Yep. And there's all these Christmas events in this place. Literally every night there's something else. And they keep inviting her to these things. And it seems like no one actually works. No one actually has a career. (laughs) The Travis guy is like just this hot guy in town who does favors for everyone. Everyone. He's Mr. Fix-It. He's just... Yeah. And then he has this huge mansion of a house that yeah. he's fixing up mm. not um, where does this man get his money i, I he's he's done As, gay porn i feel like he's someone who has <laughs> in the past done a few yeah. broke straight boy yeah. videos yeah okay so now jump to her in christmas town she's like what what's still missing yeah she's with dylan one day and they're talking and they realize that they really, that Dylan says that all the people from Helltown that burned <laughs> need supplies and need things, like more than just the coats that he gives. Yeah. yeah. So they come up with this idea that they need to do a Salvation Army fundraiser. Yeah, really. Just a little Salvation Army plug. Mm-hmm. And get everyone in town to help out and donate. And that's going to be the next big Christmas event. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all inspired by this angelic eight-year-old boy dylan who has ulterior motives yeah who's we know what he's really (laughs) trying to do and he's trying to get adopted so So, how how, like let's are we on to act three hold on there's just one moment that i i need to address again and that's when they're trying to get a bunch of donations for salvation army Uh and she's with betty in the in the cafe and Betty goes, how are those donations going? She goes, oh, not well, bitch. And Betty goes, oh, do you need me to do some nudging? Betty is the godfather of this town. She might as well. She's have- the pusher. She's the drug dealer. She's the mafia in Christmas Town. So how are the uh, donations coming along? Oh, they could be better. You need some nudging? Betty's a good nudge. We all have our talents. That would be wonderful. 
Well, you got it. Oh boy, time to open. When um, Candace first got there and she was like, oh, I'm staying at like Mr. Um, what's Loomis's place yeah. in the attic. And Betty's like, oh, is he treating you right? And Candace is like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Betty's like, because if he's not, tell me and I'll see to <laughs> I'll it. I'll fucking yes. kill him. <laughs> yeah, and there's you also. You want to be in good with Betty. You want Betty on your side. Yeah, there's also She's a the moment. lesbian mafia. <laughs> There's a moment later on where um, they're at the cafe and Candace is like, well, where's Gloria? And Betty's like, she's in the back count rolling dough. <laughs> she's literally chopping down cocaine. She's cutting rolling cocaine with baby ass. $20 yeah. bills into the, yeah. wads. The dynamic between Betty and Gloria is very Ellen and Portia. Yeah. yeah. Very, very Ellen Portia. Okay, so ha- like, even though this is an hour and twenty minute long <laughs> movie, you immediately can tell she wants to move here. Yeah, she wants to have baby, and yeah. she wants to. She wants to have baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she goes behind everyone's back and decides, "I'm gonna adopt Dylan." Yeah, yeah. And I, I maybe this happens before or after. I can't quite remember, but. Around the same time, Gloria is like, oh, you're a teacher? Like, and then also kind of other conversation. Oh, it'd be so great if you stayed here. Mm-hmm. Candace asks Gloria, are there yeah. any openings at the school? And she's like, well, not normally, but yeah. <laughs> Gloria- if I get Betty to do some pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria is a teacher yeah. in Grandin Little River Falls. Yeah. And uh, Candace is asking her about a job. And she's like, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, and Candace also is trying to adopt Dylan secretly. So then Gloria comes into the cafe, when, like, uh, whenever, that afternoon, and is like, good news, I got you an interview for today at 4 o'clock at the school. Yeah. So she goes to the interview, and the principal's like, oh, perfect timing. When Gloria told me that she was retiring early, I was in such a pickle until she told me about you. Yeah. For an what? hour. Yeah, I was in a pickle what? for an hour for 45 until, minutes until this Gloria happened. sent the second text and was like, yeah. oh, BTW. <laughs> I care about my students. Yeah. Candace here's, Cameron Bray needs Candace to teach Cameron them. Bray. Yeah. yeah, so and Candace gets everything she wants without yeah. any conflict or struggle. She's got a job in Grandin Falls, and she... Um, and it's okay because all Gloria wants to do is work at the cafe with Betty yeah. and travel yeah. Yeah. with Betty on an Olivia cruise it's true. or an our family <laughs> an our vacation. family vacation. <laughs> yeah. So it all seems to be going perfectly for her, and she goes to some sort of Christmas soiree <laughs> where everyone is gathered to celebrate Christmas yet again. Um, Dylan is there, Travis is there, the lesbians are there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Candace reveals to Dylan that and everyone that she's staying in Little mm-hmm. River Grandin Falls, mm-hmm. Christmas Town, to teach. Um, she's so happy. Somewhere along the way, she's dancing with Travis, and a, and, and three people could fit between yeah. them. Can I just say that? <laughs> and so, despite telling other people that she decided to stay, she didn't tell Travis yet that she's staying. So before telling him, I'm not moving to Springfield, they're talking and she's like, I have big news. And he goes, oh my God, it's you. 
because the adoption agency told him somebody was interested in adopting Dylan, but they couldn't tell him who. So it's like they have the conversation about her adopting Dylan before he understands that she plans to stay here and isn't taking Dylan away to Springfield. So it's like a comedy of errors. Totally. It's a key Mm, key point. Very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we also forgot to mention that like one of the big reasons that put this for like put this in motion was when she tucks Dylan in after babysitting him and he prays (laughs) and he prays to God (laughs) that she doesn't leave yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Part of the reason why Candace sure. did decide to adopt him is because she overhears him praying to God that she doesn't leave. And it's, he knows that she can hear yes. her. Yeah. Him. Her foot isn't out the door. And he <laughs> yeah. literally goes, Hi, God. Can Lauren please stay? And it's not, no, no, no. Yeah. My favorite thing is it's, it's not even stay. It's don't go to Springfield. It's like the negative. Don't let her go to Springfield. Dear God. Let her stay in Christmas Town. Yeah. Forever. Purgatory forever yeah. with me. Yes. Hi, God. Please, do anything you can. Keep Lauren from going to Springfield. So they have a... a Candace and Travis have a misunderstanding where he kind of gets upset because he's like, you went behind my back to do mm-hmm. this. And also you're planning on leaving yeah. because she didn't get to tell him. He's I'm like, also saying, yeah. So he thinks that she's going to adopt Dylan and take Dylan away from him. Well, then maybe you should adopt your yeah, clearly they, son. They yeah. Never like, they never explain talk about that. Why, why he, he can't and just adopt. But him. it's because He's a man. Yeah. Right. And they're just like, that <laughs> would be crazy. In this world, yeah. there are no gay people. Yeah. A and child men needs a need mother. A wo- mo- yeah. 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 A child needs a mother and a man can yeah. adopt. So while there is like that drama happening in that part of her life, also, you may remember she gave Eric her address and was like, send your letter here. I'm not going to fucking read it. Who cares? Yeah. He yeah. shows up one night. What I hated about this was that like, Candace broke up with Eric for reasons, multiple reasons. And then she just kind of like lets him hang around for like the weekend and screw as, everything as up. if it's fine. Like yeah. they go to the cafe together. She shows him the sights. She's like, that's my dad's picture. And he's like, oh, that's your, the angel you're always going on about. Like how <laughs> like, often is she talking about this angel? <laughs> She's he, obsessed. Yeah. So like he hangs around for a few days and I hated it because I was like, but you broke up with him. Like, mm-hmm. Why are we not? Are we not going to get to it? But again, like she never has to do anything or assert any personality no. traits or anything. She never talks to him, and he just eventually says, "Actually, <laughs> I did reread the letter that you wrote me. Yeah. Yes, and f- I thought about it, and actually, like now I understand. Now I get it. We broke up. Yeah. So I didn't realize yeah. before that we broke up, but now I've realized on my own without." any action taking place that actually yeah we're broken up and right before it's like minutes before they have that meeting at the gazebo where he says i read the letter i get it it's over Mm -hmm. she receives a phone call from karen the adoption agent right yeah and then she she's talking to eric at the gazebo and he's like yeah i figured out and she's like you know what? I just got some news that solidified for me. This is home. Yeah. I just want to... I can't talk about it right now. (laughs) But this is home. But I... 
I heard some She's news. Some really good news. And <laughs> Guys, I, I, I think about this, and we're in it. We're in the movie. It all makes sense because the plot is so fucking clear and obvious. But if you stop and think about it for one second, this woman is unstable. Unhinged. So She's much. been there for two weeks. Yes. She's decided to switch, like, get a different job. She's Just decided to move there. Her She's job. decided to yeah. abandon an old job. She's decided to adopt a child. Yeah. yeah. But, no, but, like, hold up on the job thing like she quit a job moved to a town was going to move to boston yeah. for a new job just didn't show up that yeah. alone that alone and then still managed to get another teaching job in another town <laughs> and adopt an eight-year-old boy when she's talking to eric she's like it's not even about wanting a baby <laughs> it's about but, wanting an eight-year-old yeah. boy it's yes. about wanting a boy yeah Cut to, like, let's face the facts. It is about wanting a baby. It's been 10 days and you've decided to adopt a full-grown human. Yeah. I feel like, script-wise, they didn't even want to write her saying, like, well, actually, I'm staying here and I'm adopting a kid. Because they knew that if they wrote that in, Eric, they would have to write Eric. They would have to write him him being like, are you fucked? Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) He'd be like, that sounds pretty rash. She's like, I've got a secret that really makes me think this is home. He'd have to go, oh, you're not going to do something rash again. (laughs) Are you? He just looks at her like, you know what? I'm gonna let this one go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. let her be. And honestly, and like he, he. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now her ex partner is out of the picture, mm-hmm. and we can finally move on to the next stage, which is how do we get to happily ever after? Yeah. And at this and point, Christmas. And at this point, <laughs> Dylan still has the angel with a missing wing. Yep. Candace still has the wing in her purse at all times. Yeah. Dylan asks Travis, can you fix the angel? Because it's, I know it's missing a wing, but it also doesn't light up. And she's almost pretty. And, and you know what? She's almost pretty, but she doesn't light up. So he tries to fix it by, um, touching the batteries. (laughs) Doesn't work. Doesn't work. He's an electrician, by the way. Doesn't work. So he gives up. So that's he's where a, we're at with he's everything. He's a proper caveman. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at with everything, including the angel. Okay, and at this point, too, Travis is upset with her because he finds out about the adoption yeah. but thinks she's going to take Steal Dylan him. away. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're on the outs. But it doesn't... How do they make up? No, but it, it just for no reason. It he, happens he so just, quickly. Um, he comes so to the... So it's like scene one is yeah. him being like, oh, you're going to take him away from me. Yeah. Next scene. I'm, I'm so sorry that I accused com- you of yeah. taking him he away from me. He comes to the cafe with chocolates and is like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And she goes, okay, great. That's the thing with these movies. Like, everything just works out nicely. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not leaving. Um, fucking Gloria got me a gig at the school. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, going to work love. at the school. Yeah. We all good. And he's like, oh, this is great. Um, I'm... F- I'm fine with you adopting him yeah. then, in that case. Yeah. And then she has to tell yeah. Dylan so, yeah. she's going to adopt him. Yeah. We wrap up with a beautiful holiday scene <laughs> around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Candris <laughs> is over at Travis's house with Dylan. Uh-huh. They're all sitting on the couch. Oh. And Candace 
reveals to Dylan that she has been trying to adopt him behind his back this whole time. The whole yeah. time. I'm your new mommy. I'm your mommy now. And Dylan is like, just as I planned it. Yeah, he's like, I'm I'm absolutely gagging for it. Yeah, he's like, this is great. <laughs> That's great. Anyways, can we play Uno? <laughs> he's living for it. He's like, wig flu. I feel that already. And then he's like, oh, wait. What about Travis? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because she goes, Travis we're going to be a family now. Travis is just, yeah. But like, that's the kind of the greater question is like, well, what yeah. about Travis? Since Travis has been basically your father for like a year. And they're Four in his year. house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you live in only his house. Only eight months with Travis. And Candace oh, really? lives. Yeah, Can- only eight months with Travis. And he built him that beautiful solar system bedroom, which yes, is something we didn't talk about. With a rock climbing wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Candace now has ownership of Dylan. Yeah. She lives in an old man's attic yeah. in a pawn shop. Yes. Travis <laughs> has been the foster parent and he has built this he has a beautiful life for Dylan in this mansion that he yeah. lives in. So Candace reveals, I've adopted you and uh, there's no plan for what we're going to do next, yeah. but I've adopted you even though I live in an old man's attic. And then <laughs> Dylan's like, okay, but what about Travis? And Travis just goes, Oh, I'd like to be part of this family uh, too. I just have four words for this whole situation, and it's open it's your mouth, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it was gonna be. It's been two weeks, yeah. and all of this has happened. But he's like, I've waited for so long for a family and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've tried to trap Dylan and I have tried to trap working this game for months. He's like, trust me, Betty and Gloria, not interested. (laughs) Kayla. (laughs) And then we find out that all along the thing that was obstructing the train was actually Travis's (laughs) body. Laying on the track. This is every a time con. A, this is a con they've been trying con. to pull for years. Every time a train yeah. comes yeah. through, Travis oh is like, "Okay, Dylan, get down on the tracks. Like, do not get off. It's a game of chicken. It's either win or lose. Hopefully, there's a <laughs> unstable woman on board who will fall into our trap and marry us. Okay, so they they've got it all figured out, but the question of the angel still remains. So. Yeah. Dylan is like, this is the best day of my life. And he's like, wait a second. I have something I want to give you. I've had a psychic feeling all along yeah. that the reason I picked this garbage angel out yeah. of the trash was all leading to this moment. So he gives, he presents to Candace the angel missing a wing. And she takes one look at it and it go, and goes... <gasps> It's my angel. But the, what's the, what the how did you, my, how to boo? It's my and then angel. she reaches for her purse, pulls out the wing from her, her purse. purse. Her purse that <laughs> from, she carries every day. From her crossbody bag, takes the wing out and, and goes, I've been looking for this my whole life. And they just go, oh. 
No way. Cool. Oh my God. But it's because they've <laughs> known all along. Like it's because this is all part of their fucking Their plan. con. The yeah. con. The it's long like con. The level of They co- killed her father. <laughs> the <laughs> level? Probably. Yeah, the mafia did. That's why his picture's on the wall. <laughs> The level of coincidence that has to occur for him to hand her the angel she's been looking for her whole life is mind blowing. And they're just, they're kind of just like, oh my God, crazy. We did that, sis. We did that. And she says the key line even angels need help sometimes. Yeah. But also, the final shot of this movie, well, the second last shot. Is like we close on. Well, it's this. I don't know if you realize this sick moment where her new partner Travis then goes and puts the angel on the top of the tree mm-hmm. in the exact shot in the exact replica that her father did in yeah. the beginning of the film, and it's like, oh great, she's now with her father. Well, and but guess guess fucking that what? Angel <laughs> that did not light up yeah. and was broken now has the power of the Holy Ghost of Candrus's father yep. Yep. to light up. So really, <laughs> this is a supernatural movie. Yep. You have a That's where the movie ends. I would ends. like to share what I think the deeper meaning of the movie is. I don't think that even Candace realizes that she was starring in a movie. A part of a satanic film. I think that the movie is about people who are in the, who are dead and Christmas town is purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally purgatory. That's why people are kind of trapped there. Some are trapped and some move on. Right. That's why the people whose town burned down are also there. And maybe the reason that Candace ended up there is because the train crashed. Exactly. The train crashed and she died. And that's why the conductor was the one to tell her. Because conductors don't come around and tell you when your train is stopping. Once you think, like, once you look at it through that lens, it's impossible to see it another way. and Gloria have been there for years. It makes too much sense. Yes, exactly. And they know everything that's going on. Exactly. And her dad was there. But he got to leave. He got like to he leave. went to heaven. Heaven or hell. Yeah. Or he went to the fire and town. Some people just stay there forever. Yeah. yeah. Is and it heaven or Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Gloria thinks she's gonna travel. <laughs> she's not going anywhere, bitch. <laughs> You're not traveling. <laughs> You're not traveling. You're in Christmas town now. <laughs> You're gonna be in the back rolling that dough for the rest <laughs> of your eternal life. Would I ever rewatch it again? No, I've had to see it twice now. And I feel like I've watched it I, twice. Yeah. I watched it twice as well. I watched it twice. I think I would rather and this is maybe a bit of a controversial thing about me, is I would much rather watch the new season of Fuller House on Netflix. Wow. <laughs> so I wow. actually think that show is kind of okay. <laughs> it has I'll give problems. You, I will give you that. It has problems, mm-hmm. but so Jody Sweeten's in it. Is she still in it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, I will, they're all still in it, still in it except for the Olsen Lori twins Lachlan. who were never had any. Who they were never in it. Or Lori Lachlan. Or Lori Lachlan who's, who's getting ready for 40 prison. Year old, for, I'm wasted. 40 <laughs> okay. years in jail. If you made it all the way to the end of this. Thank you. Thank God, God bless you. God bless you, everyone. 
I am unhinged. Everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get off the train at Granite <laughs> Falls and call it a life. <laughs> I'm at this point. <laughs> at this point, I'm on the same level as Candace Cameron Bure. I, I'm unhinged and. Um, I'm about to make some rash decisions. <laughs> God bless you all. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, and everything in between. And screw a million moms. And, yeah. And f- hey. And hey, hey. Get out hey. there and screw a million moms <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> a million moms. Yeah. Uh, I'm on that note. I'd like um, Abby. Abby, you're listening. <laughs> Do you think you could queue up? Uh, Raven's smash holiday hit for us uh, to play us out tonight. I think that she's got it. Oh. All right. So, everyone, have a great holiday and take a little time to enjoy a rash. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Hit it, Abby. (laughs) 